from tape, CDs, DVDs, to our publication, Voices from His Excellent Glory, Declaring the Kingdom, write P.O. Box 21516, Hot Springs, Arkansas, Zip 71903. Our website is www.lakehamiltonbiblecamp.com. There are many free audio files there. It's like going to Bible school at home. Sunday evening, May the 29th, 1983. Memorial Weekend Teaching and Deliverance Seminar being held at Lake Hamilton Bible Campgrounds, Hot Springs, Arkansas. Wynn Worley is the speaker of the evening. Amen. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. I like to bring God's people good news. And I've got some good news for you tonight. For some of you, you already know it. And it'll be a healthy review, and you'll enjoy it all over again and be encouraged to attack the enemy harder. For some of you, it might even be new. I don't know. I've had so many people come up to me and say kind things during the meeting, and I appreciate it. I'll be leaving in the morning. I'm going down to Beaumont, Texas for meetings there, and then I'll go home on Thursday, back to Houston on Wednesday, and then Thursday I'll be home. And then Monday I'll be off again. And to another, I think Philadelphia, I don't remember. But I will say this again. God is raising up deliverance works all across the nation. They're exploding in spite of everything the preachers can do. They're getting out of hand. And some preachers are taking a long second look at that strange animal called deliverance. And many of them are being driven to it because their people are exploding and they don't know what to do. And you can't counsel demons out. There's no way. You know, I always had a check in my spirit about this inner healing business. I found it listed today in the New Age book among part of their occult connections that they're pushing heavily. Spiritual inner healing is one of their big sticks. Of course, I knew Ruth Carter Stapleton had written a witchcraft book on it. Uh, She doesn't know the Lord from a lizard, poor thing. And, uh, of course, her book is in the category of witchcraft. If you think she knows the Lord, listen to her talk on the plan of salvation sometime. You'll get confused. Because she doesn't know either. When she's with the Buddhist, she talks like the Buddhist. When she's with the Muslim, she talks like them. She's a chameleon. Whoever she's with, she talks like them. And I think, I don't, you know, I'm just plain spoken. If I believe something, I'll just say it. You say, well, I don't like you. Well, it won't bother me. I promise you, I won't worry about it. Yes, ma'am? She has cancer of the pancreas. You know, people in witchcraft usually end up like that with all kinds of horrible things on them. Did you know that? She's a deceived woman, bless her heart. All right. The, uh, but if you have her book, burn it, just like you would any other book on witchcraft. It's old psychiatric theories that have long since been discarded, Freudian stuff, uh, mixed up with a little scripture to give it a religious veneer. That's all. It's pure garbage. Don't waste time with inner healing. Remove the demons and God will heal. Amen. You can doctor all day long if you've got a splinter in your finger and to get the splinter out you're still going to have trouble. Get the splinter out. And you'll never counsel those demons out. Most of the people I know of in inner healing, bless their hearts, first thing you know all they're doing is talking. They've, they've moved away from warfare. And they're into counseling where this emphasis is on the all-wise counselor who has all the answers. You know, in deliverance, the emphasis is on Jesus, the deliverer. That's why a lot of people don't like to get involved. As soon as they find out they're not going to be big shot, 
but just a little squirt. Then they, they, they're ready to abandon ship. There are no stars in the Deliverance Army people. Jesus Christ is the bright morning star and everybody else is just a worker. Amen? And you're going to have to have a servant's heart. If you don't have that, you'll never make it in the Deliverance Army either. You know what a servant's heart does? It makes you like to work for Jesus. Not try to figure out how you get people to wait on you, but how can I be a servant? Well, that's not what the message is about. Let's go to uh, Matthew 16. Many people have come up and asked me, what do I do about this? What do I do about that? And so many of you I've said, bind and loose. And some of you looked at me like, huh? I bound Satan yesterday. Well, it won't do any good. I don't think. I'd be more specific than Satan. I would bind his henchmen. That's how he gets things done. He's a pretty big dinosaur to lasso himself. I'd work on some of his underlings. I think you'll have better luck bulldogging them. It's very doubtful you come in contact with Mr. Lucifer himself. He's too busy running his universe to be bothered with hip squeaks like you and me. But he has some big boys that, are, that would make us think that that's who it was. I never will forget how shocked I was the first time a couple years into deliverance and we were busy delivering somebody and all of a sudden I said, What's your name, demon? And the next one had popped up and one had left and the next one came up and he said, Lucifer. I said, Oh, please. I'm tired. It's late. I'm not in the mood for jokes. He said, Well, my name is Lucifer. I said, Oh, come on. I said, if it was a big boy, I'd at least expect balls of fire out of the ceiling or something. You know, I wasn't impressed. And he said, well, you blankety-blank Christians can call yourself after his name, and we can certainly name ourselves after our leader too. There are thousands of spirits named Lucifer, so if you've met Lucifer, don't be impressed. He's just another one of the demons. Maybe a nasty one. There are a lot of spirits named Satan. So don't feel that you've been picked out to be honored. Oh, I met Lucifer. He told me. He'd probably burn all the hair off your face if you were to see him. I'm not sure. But at any rate, we do have authority over the kingdom of darkness. It isn't your authority. It isn't mine. It's a delegated authority. Luke 10:19 says, What? Behold, look, I give you power, delegated authority, over all the power, all the delegated authority of the enemy. And nothing shall be able to hurt you. Amen. <laughs> I like that last part. Nothing shall be able to hurt you. The demons have had my funeral in proxy over and over again. They've talked longingly about my funeral and how they would love to attend it in mass. They said they would just love to be there. I did get one kind of worried one time, though. He was telling me, he, I said, would you come to my funeral? He was talking longingly about my death. Oh, if we could just kill you. If we could just get your blabbermouth shut up. I said, you are such a blabbermouth. And, uh, and he said, the worst thing about it, said, these fools believe you. I said, it wouldn't be so bad if they didn't believe you, but said, most of these fools believe you. I said, isn't that great? And he said, no, it's not great. It's terrible. And he said, oh, if we could just kill you. I said, would you come to my funeral? He said, oh, yes. We'd all be there. I said, you would? Every one of you? He said, you bet. That's one thing we wouldn't want to miss. And I said, I said, well, you know, that could be dangerous, though, because, you know, my church would be there. And then he looked kind of funny, and he said, well, the big ones would be there anyway. We might watch from afar. <laughs> 
I said, well, why would the big ones want to be there? He said, because we don't trust you, Worley, and we don't trust that stupid church of yours. <laughs> we want to be sure you stay when you go. <laughs> I told my church I don't kill them if they raise me up. <laughs> if I get if I get to go home, I don't want them to be hauling me back. <laughs> well, praise the Lord. We have power over the enemy people. The demons are always telling me we're going to kill you, and I said, if you don't hurry up, I'm going to die of old age. They've been at it for a long time. They haven't made anything yet. Quit being afraid of the devil. Start loving Jesus, walking in His will. And then you'll, you'll think of death as home-going whenever Jesus says so. Amen. And what's so bad about that? Graduation time? Praise the Lord. <laughs> I'd just like to see the devil cry a little bit before I leave. Amen? Let's give them cause to remember we were here, people, by arming ourselves with what Jesus has so richly endowed us with. Power. Go to uh, Matthew 16 now with me, please. Matthew 16:19, And I will give you to thee the keys of the kingdom. What are the keys of the kingdom? And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Friend, listen. The Catholic Church has never even come close to getting hold of the keys unless it was the keys of hell. They've claimed them. The keys to the kingdom... It's deliverance and control over the demonic forces. It's control over the spirit world, which has passed to you and me our legacy from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. It's not something you earned. It's not something, oh, well, Wynn is smart, so therefore he gets to do it. Or Glenn is real good, so he gets to do it. It's something our Lord bought and paid for with His precious blood and His glorious resurrection. He comes back and said, now I give you power over all the power of the enemy. He said, power is given me over everything in heaven and earth. That's everything. Praise the Lord. Now, since you have this power, now the next thing is learn how to use it. You can have a bicycle and not be able to ride it. You ever see somebody got never ridden a bicycle, always wanted a bicycle, and then somebody walked in and said, here, here's your bicycle. Brand new, it's yours. Seen a bicycle, wanted a bicycle, heard a bicycle, saw other people ride a bicycle. Now what do you do? Well, you climb a few trees first. <laughs> Learning how. If you're fortunate, you have somebody there to help you. So before you skin all the hide off yourself, trying to learn how to ride that thing. Believers coming into the realm of power must learn how to use it. Now when they're coming into the realm of the gifts, you'll find the body of Christ is very tolerant. They can splash around and make mistakes, pray it in tongues and prophecy. They can just splatter them out and think it's prophecy. And people will be gentle with them and correct them and help them. Uh, they can uh, think they're doing interpretation of tongues and they're not doing anything but expressing their opinion. Or things like that. You know, and people are pretty tolerant about it. You know, they, are, they understand babies have to learn. But when you come to deliverance, you've got to be perfect 100% all the time. Or it's not real. That's what, they, that's what they do. They, and look, what's good for one is good for the other. Come on. Let's be consistent. The old consistency, consistency is out of jewels. So rare. Just can't be consistent. They will put deliverance to test they would never put on anything else. Somebody walk up and the first time they see deliverance, they'll start telling you how you ought not to do it. You say, well, how long have you been doing it? 
One, one, somebody came up and said, uh, you ought not to do that. Well, there's a demon on the floor. It was easier than being in a chair, throwing chairs. And the workers were working on that. And I said, well, how do you do it over at your place? I said, well, we don't do it, but we, that's certainly no way to do it. <laughs> well, I like the way we're doing it better than I like the way they're not doing it, don't you? <laughs> Our methods may leave something to be desired, and we're perfectly open to learning and to modifying so long as we don't modify the attack on the enemy. We can find how to put more moxie on the enemy. We will. But we're not going to clean up the act just to make it dress it up in white choir robes that can march out in the divided chancel and say, Amen. <laughs> you may as well say, Oh, shaw. There's nothing happening anyway. And people have wanted to dress deliverance up in white robes. It's embarrassing. If a demon screamed out in the average church, the church would empty, led by the preacher. <laughs> A demon screams out in our place, we think, praise the Lord, he's here. <laughs> Must be doing something right. Every once in a while, I want to squall out during the song service. We're just so encouraged. <laughs> we figure we must be doing something right if the enemy's that upset. We've had him scream out right in the middle of the song saying, Shut up! I can't stand that song! Don't sing it anymore! And our people just <laughs> let her fly harder. <laughs> It doesn't upset us. Well, I'll tell you what. At our church, we have 1,500 first-time visitors a year. And you can always spot the visitors. When that demon pops, every visitor in the house jumps out of the shop. <laughs> Especially if it's sitting right behind them or right in front of them. <laughs> you know, uh, my mother, the dear old Baptist, my dad's gone home to be with the Lord. He never did understand what I was in now uh, before, but he does now. And uh, <laughs> they, uh, my mother one time, I remember they came to see us, and they always, they're good Baptists. And for their, their oldest son to be in this dreadful thing that they couldn't dare talk about to their friends, and every time I went to see them, I noticed that they were so afraid when their Baptist friends came around. And I just talked about what I was doing, laid my books out. And my, my mother would go around and gather them up. <laughs> She's afraid they'd ask questions. And I have a nasty way of just making little statements. And they say, what was that? And then I'm glad to comment, you know. And uh, I guess I have a mean streak in me. <laughs> but at any rate... <laughs> Is that what you call it? One, one time, uh, my, my folks were visiting with us up in Chicago and uh, several years ago. And we had a gentleman that was coming to the church pretty regularly, and he was very highly demonized. And he would sit during the church, and he, he, he was always jerking, you know. And he'd just... Boom, like this. And it was like... Boom, like this, you know. And, uh, of course, it was demons. We knew that. And it didn't upset any of us. We just sat there and bound it. But... It so happened that the church was crowded that night, and my folks came in, and my mother was sitting right by him. <laughs> well, he, he didn't look very healthy. He was real pale and gaunt-looking and everything, and he, he really looked out, and then he went, ooh. So uh, when we got home, she said, Son, she said, that poor man that I sat by said, Bless his heart, said, he, he looked like he just got out of the hospital. He looked like he is too sick to be there. I said, oh, Mama, that's just demons when he was jerking like that. And the kid said, oh, yeah, Grandma, that, that's just demons. She said, ah! And I was sitting right by him. You know? <laughs> she 
thought he was sick. She, <laughs> she said, well, I certainly won't sit by him again. <laughs> they didn't have those kind to sit by in her church, at least not where you could see them out in the open. We have the keys to the kingdom. And many times you're going to run into things, and many of you have come to me, and I said the best thing to do is bind and loose. It's the only thing you can do many times, and at the same time, it's the best thing. And that's hard for people to believe that. You know, how could it be, well, if it's the only thing you can do, how could it also be the best thing? It's very simple. It just is. But most people don't have any notion about what binding and loosing consists of. I want to share just a few things with you, hopefully, so you can get started on your binding and loosing program if you haven't. And if you've slacked off in it, dig in again. Glenn mentioned earlier that the string of prayer warriors have pushed the enemy back. And binding and loosing has been the most disastrous thing that has ever happened, according to the enemy himself. I was over in Vancouver or Hawaii someplace, I don't remember, well, somewhere a few years ago, and a demon uh, principality, I hung a great big one on the line, and he was cursing me out, and he said, Worley, if you and Haggard don't stop those stupid warfare prayers and teach those ignorant people to bind and loose, bind and loose, said, you are just causing all manner of trouble. And I said, oh, is it causing that much trouble? I was interested. <laughs> he said, yes. He said, we haven't had this much trouble in centuries. And he said, everything is a mess. said, every morning, those stupid idiots said, you're bad, and Haggard's just as bad, but he sent those things out by the thousands all over the country, and everywhere, every morning, he said, every single morning, those idiots get up. Father, we bind this one. Father, we loose this. said, it's the biggest mess you ever saw in the heavenlies. said, there are legions of angels just shooting from every direction. Those fools just keep sending them again and again, and they're tearing up everything. He said, well, the Illuminati princess said, the reason things are such a mess, said, this country ought to be in third world war already. Said everything's a mess. Said they, they, we bind the Illuminati princes and said they're all chained up, they're dead. And said then they go in there and they cut all the communication lines. Those angels come in there like fleet the airplane, just just tearing up everything. And said and said but they can't get any communications through to the earth. And said these stupid fools down here don't have sense enough to run things without direction. And they're making all kinds of dumb blunders. I listen closely. I thought, thank God, we finally found a way to put a twist on that old rabbit and pull him out of that hollow tree. <laughs> Amen? Amen? Some of you don't know what I'm talking about. I can see the country ones, though. They know. <laughs> Listen, friend. Binding and loosing. If you're mad at the devil, if you are angry because of what he's done to you, how he's robbed you in your life of money, of of happiness, of joy, of the peace of the Lord, how He kept you away from the Lord, how He hinders you even now, how He's attacking you and your family. If you're mad at Him, you won't get back at Him? <laughs> then listen closely. You can bind up that rascal's powers over you and your family. You can shoot beyond that. You can go into warfare. And you don't have to sell your house. And you don't have to sell your car. And you don't have to go away to school. You can do it while you're washing dishes. You can knock the daylights out of the enemy. Sister, while you're sweeping, while you're vacuuming, fellow, while you're driving that truck, while you're running that machine at the factory, you can send legions of angels just shooting out. and all. Don't be sparing. A legion is only 6,000 and God's got billions of angels. Let them have it. Boom! 
Every morning let loose a flight of angels that will just darken the heavenlies as they come buzzing, or lighten it rather, coming through. It works, people. It's incredible what's being happening. And it's because God's people, little people, if you please. You see, this movement is not coming through the great ministries and the great preachers. It's coming from the little people who are sick and tired of being stomped on by the devil. They're tired of the enemy winning. They read in the Bible that the church is supposed to be victorious and they don't see any victory. They read that the Christian is supposed to be victorious and they look at themselves, I ain't victorious. I look around and I don't see nobody else looks very victorious. Everybody's walking around like this. How are you, rotten? You know, listen, we have found a way to deal the enemy blows. He's going to stomp you anyway. You say, well, I don't want to stir him up. He's stirred up. You don't have to stir him any. Some people say, well, I don't want to get involved. You are. You say, I didn't do nothing. Yes, you did. You got born. The devil hates the ground you walk on because your mother gave birth to you. Did you know that? You say, it wasn't my fault. I know, but he still hates you. And then, you know what you did? Strike one, you got born. Strike two, you got born again. And I mean, he went to all-out war. And I'll tell you one thing, if you went strike three and got to baptize the Holy Spirit, start chattering in those tongues. Now you just might as well pick up freight and get on the plow and don't look back because what's behind you will scare the daylights out of you. It's better, no matter how hot it gets behind, don't stop. Keep going. Hmm? I asked it even one time. I was, I was over someplace. I don't remember where well, someplace in meeting and this demon was agitated. All the demons I run across seem to be agitated. They're unhappy, miserable, angry, cussing. And um, I said, um, I said, you know, sometimes I get tired. Would you guys let me off the hook if I was to quit? He said, you've got to be kidding, Whirly. <laughs> no way. I said, well, thank you. I just thought I'd check. <laughs> I wasn't really interested. I was just checking to see. You see, once you get on this trail, people, there's no way to get off. Oh, by the way, you came to this meeting tonight. He said, I, didn't, I don't believe in this. I just came to check it. It's too late. The devil checked your name as you walked through that door. <laughs> he assigned you some special agitation squad. So you better stay and find out how to fight them because they're coming after you like a nest of wild bees. You say, well, wait a minute. I didn't know that. Well, now you do. I just thought I'd help you. This is known as giving people motivation. If you know you're going to have to fight, you better find out where your weapons are, hadn't you? And the weapons of our warfare people are not carnal. They're not complicated either. You know, I don't even know anything complicated. I've heard some people who knew complicated stuff. I've listened to it too. Did you know that when a person gifted of the Holy Spirit takes a truth and breaks it up for God's people, it becomes simple Easily assimilated and understood when the hearts are open. It doesn't mean the truth is simple. It may be very complex. But under the Holy Spirit's guidance, it becomes easy to understand. 
Watch out for these things that spin you off in the theological cloud nine. They're probably not even worth worrying your brain over. Come back and get on spiritual reality. You've got the keys to the kingdom. The devil knows it. He doesn't want you to find out about it. That's why the Catholic Church grabbed them and tried to run off with them. So you'd think they weren't yours. But they are. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you uh, loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Let's go to the uh, companion scripture to that. And it's over in the 18th chapter and the 18th verse. Jesus said, Verily I say unto you, Whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. When we first found this out, You've heard me say, if you've heard me at all, you've heard me say many times, when we got into deliverance, you couldn't know much less than we did. Don't know a whole lot now, but no more did. But then we didn't even know how to quit. I mean, when we got a demon by the tail, we had to pull him out. Because if you turn him loose, then no telling what he'd do. So we just had to fight till we got him out. Because we didn't know how to quit. Somebody walked up one day and said, hey, you can bind those things and you can stop and rest. Wow. That may not be a revelation to you, but it sure was to us. And we began to get some rest again. But this other part puzzled us. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Didn't find out what that was. I liked binding them. I couldn't see much point in letting them loose. Just between you and me. I mean, I liked the binding. That helped. But loosing them? What on earth for? I mean, once you get the enemy tied up, what do you want to loose for? And then there came a time when, going through the Scriptures, I found what I believe is to be the answer to this. John, 1 John 4, 1. Beloved, believe not, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, plural, to see if they, plural, be of God. Now, if every spirit you ran into that was not the Holy Spirit was an evil spirit, then you just cast it out, right? But notice what John says. Beloved, try, check out the spirits, plural, to see if they be of God then obviously some of them are God and some are not. And you have to check them to see which is which. Are they from the Lord or from the enemy? I went from there, went back to Hebrews chapter 1, verse 7. Hebrews 1, 7, speaking of God, who maketh his angels to be spirits. Fourteenth verse, ministering spirits for those who shall be the heirs of salvation. I said, that rang a bell. Ding-a-ling, ding-a-ling, that's me. I'm on the receiving end of that. I'm an heir of God, joint heir with Jesus Christ, aren't you? Huh? Then he's talking about me. God makes his angels to be spirits. There's several reasons for that. One of them is they can go inside where the trouble is. That's how evil spirits get in, isn't it? They can go in. So can God's angels. They are spirits. He maketh them to be spirits ministering spirits for those who shall be the heirs of salvation. I'm an heir of that, aren't you? So I'm entitled. Now, of course, the first thing people pop up, well, you, you, you can't control angels. <clears throat> you don't fool with angels. Well, you don't fool with them necessarily, but uh, did Jesus command angels when he's here? Did he? Remember in the Garden of Gethsemane? When he said, Peter, put away your sword. Or first, when he, uh, you know, when he told Peter to put away his sword right after he tried to whack the guy's head off, the guy ducked and got his ear. 
You didn't think he's aiming for his ear, did you? Not Peter. And he said, put, you put away your sword. Don't you know, I could just call and angels would just be all over this place. He had command over angels, didn't he? Now, when he left, to whom did he turn over the reins of power and authority? To the believers. Now, mark this down and don't forget it. If you don't remember anything else, remember this. We never, never, under any circumstances, pray to angels. Amen. The dark ones are the light ones. Because the dark ones can look light. And we haven't, we haven't got any business praying to angels anyway. Right. We never pray to angels and we never worship angels under any circumstances. But we as believers have authority to pray in Jesus' name. That gives us access to heaven, doesn't it? Throne room, third, third, third heaven. In Jesus' name, takes me right straight to the throne room. Father's in command of His armies. Father, in Jesus' name, would you send certain angels to do certain things? I can loose them. Now, let's go back to the verse again. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. All right, I'm down here on earth. I want to bind up evil spirits that I see operating in me, operating in my circumstances, or in other people. Can I do this? Yes, whatever I bind in Jesus' name is bound in heaven. What that means is, I say, Father, in Jesus' name, I bind the spirit of this. Heaven says, approve. You see, it goes through the name of Jesus. When you pray in Jesus' name, heaven approves. And that's what gives power to your prayer. The demons are not afraid of you per se, but they are afraid of you if you know how to wield the power of God in Jesus' name against them. So we bind evil spirits in Jesus' name, and then we loose the spirits of God. Now look at it again. Whatever you loose on earth, here I am on earth. Father, in Jesus' name, we need some angels down here to do this. To go inside and do this. In Jesus' name. And they are loosed in heaven. Instantly they're there. Instantly they can be in California, they can be in China, wherever. Quicker than you can think, the angels move to carry out the bidding of the Father. And there are multiplied billions of them. There's no danger of exhausting or putting a strain on heaven's resources. So just be generous. Ask for plenty. All right? Now, let me uh, pass on another thing here, lest I forget to remind you of this. The demons are running at full throttle. Did you know that? They're not just idling along at half speed. They've got the throttle wide open. They're running at full power. They're doing their worst right now. And we are just now cranking up. We haven't begun to move into the position of power and authority. This is why the demons are frightened. This is why they hate deliverance, because deliverance is the doorway into understanding spiritual warfare. Deliverance is not a static thing. Deliverance is an unfolding revelation which is taking us into the place where God wants us to go to smash the works of the devil. God wants the devil to take the worst shellacking that has ever been dealt to anybody. And he purposes it to do it through lumps of dirt. How humiliating for his satanic majesty and his powerful legions, mighty ones, renowned, to be brought low by lumps of dirt? 
I mean, it would be like if this room full of people, if we were invaded by little black ants, and all of us would be paralyzed every time one of those ants said, Now you move. Yes, sir? How embarrassing for a teeny little speck to order me around when I could just mash it. But supposing they had power to keep you from doing that. Supposing the ant was safe and you weren't. And they could make you dance the tune if they wanted to. Oh, how humiliating. Do you realize that's the spectacle we have when we plow into the devil's nest and begin to deliver people? Do you realize that those mighty forces that we face are just as huge proportionately as that black ant? You're just a, you and I are just a tiny little speck. And God purposes not only to defeat the enemy, but to defeat him so in such a humiliating fashion that he'll never, never forget the humiliation of his defeat. And the little black ant can say, you better move, I'm going to hit you. I'll have that angel go after you again. Last night, one of them didn't move, and I said, angels thrust him through. He said, ow, that hurt. I said, good. Meant for two? We have authority, people. We need to learn how to use it. You're going to make mistakes. Learn from others who know more about it. Don't be a know-it-all. In a deliverance situation, you have to be flexible enough to watch God move around and train all His people. Deliverance is the thing that brings forth a total body ministry where everybody becomes involved. Our church has blossomed forth and the believers became avid Bible readers after they became involved in deliverance. They became witnesses. They went out witnessing and winning people to Christ. And we never got around to having a soul winner's class. The gifts began to explode in their lives and they began to minister in the gifts sometimes before they even know what they were because they were in active battle. We didn't tell them any different. We just threw them into the battle said, go. They said, well, I don't know what to do. I said, well, what's that older worker? We haven't even had any classes on deliverance yet. I kept thinking we ought to organize some. But what God was doing is working so well, I thought I'd just leave it alone. Amen? <laughs> And it's, it's phenomenal what God will do if people just get out of the way and let Him do it. My church, and I can brag on it because it's something the Holy Spirit has wrought, is the most unusual church I've ever pastored. And I've been 36 years, I guess, in pastorates. And this church is the most unbelievable thing I've ever watched. I stand in awe and watch it work. The people flow with love and compassion toward the bound ones. They, they minister, the gifts begin, they help each other. They move and they move easily among each other. If somebody's making a mistake, somebody will slip up and very kindly and sweetly make a correction. The only time there's any rough stuff is if somebody gets ugly. If they start manifesting, they get them too. But basically our church flows like a smooth running river. And the demons absolutely hate it all over the country. The demons tell me, that is a terrible place. I said, you've heard of it? Yes. I said, were you there? One of them said, yes. I said, would you like to go back for a visit? No. We've even had other deliverance workers said, we have an advantage if demons give us a trouble. I said, if you don't hurry up and come out, we're going to send you over to Hagwich. And said, so I said, oh no, send me to the dry places. Don't send me over there. That's a horrible place over there. 
Wouldn't it be great if every single place where God's Son is honored and named would be a place that the demons would dread and fear because he finds nothing but enemies there. <laughs> Those who have learned to exercise authority. And I say again, this is something the Holy Spirit has wrought and he's doing it again in two or three other places across the country. Uh, there's a place up in New York that's blossoming forth. A young man came in. He, he, looked, he studied what we were doing. He studied the books. And he said, when you got something going here, it's working. And he was smart enough to go back and start a church. and start. He's not building a carbon copy, but he's working on the same principles. And you know the same thing's happening. God's paying off their debt. People are pouring in like a river. And his people are blossoming and becoming mighty warriors in the Word of God. It'll work. All he's doing is feeding them the Word. That's necessary. You've got to feed them the Word. I don't feed them demons every, every service either. Now, I throw a few in there once in a while, like pepper. You know, it kind of spices up the meal, makes it taste better. But uh, you don't feed them on a steady diet of demons, people. If you come, came to Eglis, a lot of people come to our church and they say, I'm surprised. I thought you'd be talking about demons. When I heard you, that's what you're talking about. I said, don't you realize that's what they call me over there to talk about? In our church, we talk about demons sometimes, but most of the time we're just going verse by verse through the Scriptures, seeing what Jesus has said, what God is teaching the church. Trying to learn what it is and fit, fit with his program. Well, whatever you bind on earth is bound. What a blessing. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven and instantly goes to do those things. Now, here's a promise that a lot of people have tried to cash that didn't have any money in the account. Look at verse 19 because it's a part of 18. Again, I say unto you that if any two of you who are binding and loosing... Isn't that who it's talking about? It's not talking about Tom, Dick, and Harry. If any two of you who are engaging in binding and loosing shall agree as touching one thing, they'll ask, it'll be done for them, my Father in heaven. Don't try to cash that promise. You may have some other prior promise you can cash. Don't cash this one unless you're binding and loosing. For if two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. There's another one. Read them in context, people. Surprising. I'd read and preached all these verses a long time. It popped on me one night. I thought, my lands. That's not for everybody. That's for the binders and loosers. we got special privileges here. What a blessing, huh? Now, let me mention to you some things you can do in binding and loosing. You say, my husband is not saved. Or my husband needs deliverance and he won't come for deliverance. Or my wife or my daughter or somebody else that I'm concerned about. What can I do? Well, don't sock them on the head with tapes and books and preaching. That won't do it. That'll drive them the other way, most likely. But start binding and loosing. Now, binding and loosing is quieter. By the way, you don't do it in their presence, necessarily. Now, of course, if they're coming at you with a knife, you might say, I bind you. That'd be the time to do it out loud. And that's been known to stop a knife, by the way. I had one stop. One came at me with a knife one time. I gave the invitation. I got something I didn't expect. A demon coming up with a switchblade said, I'm going to cut your guts out. And he looked just like he meant it. <laughs> you say, what did you do? I stood there and waited. And I said, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. And he hit like he hit a stone wall. He couldn't... <sighs> he was mad. But he couldn't move. <laughs> I felt much better. <laughs> Because while he was coming, I thought, I don't know what it feels like to be cut on, Lord, but if you don't come through, we're going to have a mess up here in a minute. <laughs> but uh, I just, it just flickered through my mind briefly. 
But uh, I felt much better when he stopped. I felt even better when he threw the knife down, stuck in the carpet. But you can do something about the situation around you. You don't run up to somebody and say, I bind you in Jesus' name. Well, he'd love to kill you and tell God you died. You'd be much better to go off by yourself, very quietly. Well, by the way, don't holler at demons. It hurts their ears, if they got ears. Seriously, they're not deaf. They can hear a whisper in Jesus' name. I've never understood why people want to yell at demons. I like for the demons to yell. I enjoy that. But I hate to go someplace where you can't tell which one's manifesting. The worker or the other. Uh... Usually it's sincere. People are sincere. They think that the louder you yell, the more the fighting the demon will get. Actually, the opposite is true. The way to really get out of the skin is say, really? Come on out. Just smile real sweet. That'll help them. To go wild. <laughs> but, you know, just to illustrate, I, one time I was in our church, and I was way over on one side of the church dealing with somebody on the front pew, and there's people all across being dealt with, and and I just happened to, I was praying with somebody, and I just I was praying in tongues. I had my hand on there, and somebody else, some other worker was there, and I was just helping them, and I was just praying in tongues. And I just happened to glance way on the other side of the church, on that far side over there. There was somebody in deliverance, and that demon just happened to look over and look at me and said, Shut up, Worley, I heard that! Well, I was just barely praying just a little above a whisper, and yet that demon, with all the noise that was going on, he said, Shut up, Worley, I heard that. Now, if he can hear it clean across there, he's not going to have any trouble hearing you when you're talking to him, okay? Besides, you miss some of the craziest and funniest things they say. You cover them up hollering at them. Just be calm. They're the ones who are beating you or not. Why get upset? <laughs> just enjoy it. Just lean back, relax, and enjoy their misery. They deserve it. Amen? Now, I'll tell you one thing. I told one of them, I said, look in my eyes and see the mercy. He looked at me and he said, there's no mercy for us in your eyes. I said, you know you're right. You told the truth. <laughs> I have no mercy for these things. They have caused misery untold on human beings. And you think when I have them at a disadvantage, I'm not going to make them walk the line? You bet I am. You can too. And you know what? I'm thinking all the time I'm pushing that demon. What a wonderful Lord I serve. Jesus, you are wonderful. I'll tell you, you're something else. If it wasn't for you, this demon would flip me clean across the room. I've had that happen, too. <laughs> Most of you know, you heard me tell about being tossed 12 feet across the church. You never heard that? Oh, well, that's one of my favorite tales. <laughs> you say, you must have been much smaller. No. I've never been small. I was not even a small baby. But... uh would you like to toss me 12 feet, by the way? Anybody? And the guys are looking at me and uh-uh. Well, you, wouldn't, you could even use both hands. It's an honor. Come on. You don't have to do it like he did it. I was just standing there and I had my arms on a fellow's shoulders and the Lord just told me to tell him I loved him and so I just leaned over his ear and I said, I love you. About three or four times I did it. Something like a volcano went off in his stomach. And and he just very slowly and deliberately brought his arm up between us, and he went, poof. He backhanded me in the chest. Shoo! Twelve feet across the church. Of course, that makes the service a little different. What happened in church today? Oh, nothing unusual. The preacher went flying across the room, you know. <laughs> this was on Sunday morning right in front of the whole crowd, you know. How embarrassing. 
And you know, you've heard uh, that when you when you fall, you know, that you think that when you when you're falling, you know, you, that things flash through your mind. They really do. I never had to have that happen to me before. But when I was flying through the air, it just went through my head just as clear as a bell. Boy, they got me this time. I'm going to break my stupid back when I hit that platform. Because I was heading right in a collision course. I was going to hit right across my back. And I did. But just before I did, something caught me. And I felt much better. I mean, I would have bumped the platform harder if I'd, like I'd sat in a chair. I'd have bumped harder than that. And I know from long experience, I don't fall light. And uh, so I was scrambling to get up. Of course, it wasn't very dignified to lay on the floor and uh, pastor. And so people running up, are you all right, pastor? I said, oh, yes, I'm all right. Are you sure? They thought I broke my back, too. They're standing there watching it, you know. Well, by that time, eight or nine guys had this thing on the floor. It didn't know anything about the law of gravity. It just kept coming up, dragging me in, and they kept putting it down. It was screaming and cursing and making references to my ancestry and things and so forth. And so anyway, I walked over there, and I... I always like to share good news with the demons, if I can. Um, and I walked over, I, said, I looked down, and I said, You tried to break my back. He said, Yes. <laughs> uh, and I like to give him good news, so I said, Did you see that angel catch me? He said, There were 13, you stupid fool. <laughs> I guess it takes more for some folks than it does others. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't know whether you're laughing at me or for me there. Um, it didn't really, nothing really hurt, you know. I mean, I could tell you some more hair raisers about things that happened, but we call, you know, we get first aid on the battlefield. Sometimes we set broken noses, the Lord heals them instantly, pain all goes, swelling and all this kind of stuff. Karate chop over my eye was bleeding, it was sealed up tight, never had a stitch, and never was swollen or bruised after I washed the blood off of my face. Moody Bible preacher did that. Moody Bible Institute preacher did that. The little karate spirit. <laughs> We sent him on a long vacation. I went back and showed him my eye after it, then a fellow prayed for it, and it was completely healed. Just a little red line up there, and didn't hurt. Couldn't push it open. This is right after it happened. And uh, like I said, I always try to give the demons good news because they don't get much. And uh, so I walked back over, and I said, how do you like my eye, demon? He said, I meant to knock your brains out, Worley. I said, well, you don't get to do everything you want to, do you? And then we sent him on a long vacation. Whatever you loose, bind on earth is bound. Whatever you loose on earth is loose in heaven. Thank God. We have power to change things that are not like they ought to be. It behooves us to be people of the book so we'll understand what God's purpose and plan is in the earth so that we can flow with what He's doing. This makes it so much easier for Him to answer our prayers. Have you noticed that? You remember how you prayed for months about something and you got... Well, thanks a lot. He didn't do a thing. And I asked him and asked him and asked him. And then you got delivered or you, or you went and the, the Word of God opened up to you and thought, oh my lands, I was asking wrong. And you got some things straightened out in your life and then you ask and all of a sudden, bang, it hit. So much easier, you know, when you go by God's rules. We've got to be people of the book. There's no substitute. Learn what this book says. Learn the rules. Listen. I repeat, the demons are running full throttle. They're doing their worst. What I'm saying is, people, we have not begun to explore the privileges of our birthright as children of God. And people say, well, can you bind and loose for somebody that doesn't, is not close to you? Why, the angels can go to China as quick as they can go right here. Quicker than you think they're there to carry out their job. Now, do God's angels like this? Oh, yes. They're all warriors. 
And they love to see the enemy defeated, and they love to see God's people blessed. Now, you can loose the spirits of God on yourself. Uh, you know, God has not given us a spirit of fear, one of the scriptures says over in, what is Second Peter? Uh, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but he did give us a spirit of power, love, and sound mind. And those are powerful things to overcome fear. When you become fearful, perfect love casts out fear. Lose the agape love of Jesus on you when you start getting fearful. Lose power, love, sound mind on yourself. You can, this has actually happened by loosing the spirits, binding evil spirits and loosing spirits, children's grades have been pulled from D's and F's to A's and B's in as little as two weeks' time by mothers and daddies who teamed together, or sometimes if it was only one parent that believed it, the one parent prayed every day faithfully for that child and bound up confusion, distraction, everything that would keep that child from concentrating, and bound up all the things, uh, the dullness and anything else that would block that child from learning, and then loosed into them retentive mind, loosed into them concentration, loosed into them understanding, and a hunger to learn and to know. And those kids, their grades went up, and they didn't study anymore at home. Sometimes they studied less, and the grades went up to A's and B's and held. And I think I mentioned the other night, I got a letter from a fellow in Iowa whose uh, scores on a, on a uh, regular test jumped un- alarmingly in the percentiles before and after deliverance even. He, he went took the test before deliverance. He had some deliverance. He went back and took the same test over, and he jumped way, way up in the percentiles. Unbelievably high. An impossible score compared to his other one. I'm telling you, people, these things work. God wants to release us from the bondage of stupidity and dullness and just mediocrity that we've been rocking along in. But we're going to have to put out some effort. You can't come and say, well, I bound in loose for two or three days. After all, they've only been bound 30 years. Can't God do it quicker? Well, he probably is going to need to do something on you is the reason he's holding back. Have you ever thought that some reason God holds back these answers is he's doing a work in you? How about hanging in there as long to do something good as you did to do something bad? Some people forget about that, don't they? They'll practice for hours to do something ugly and bad and wicked. But when it comes to getting it corrected, they want it done one, two, three. That's the way people are. You know, when they learn they've got demons, they want them out yesterday. Well, today they'll do, but, you know, let's get them out. I had people call me from California and say, we're ready to buy a plane ticket. I'm going to jump over there and when can I have an appointment? I figure we can get them all out in two hours. They've been in the occult 30 years. First place I tell them, you can't have an appointment. But why not? I said, well, I have this strange problem. I sleep sometimes. I have a family I see once in a while. I have a church to pastor. And I go out in meetings. That leaves me with very little time. I said, if you come to the church, you'll get help. Somebody will help you. Well, will you pray with me? I said, I doubt it. But somebody who's capable will. Well, I say, well, go ahead. Take my business someplace else. Help yourself. They get healthy with me. I say, look, I don't know you from Adam's off ox. Don't come jumping on me like it's my fault you're in trouble. You call me. I didn't call you. I can be nice or nasty. Depends on the person. But I learned a long time ago, people will just act ignorant if you let them. And you, they're going into deliverance. Let me warn you. People will push you so that you won't have time to rest or anything else. They want you to cancel all your plans. 
They want you to stop eating because they're hurting. I mean, you'll be in the middle of supper. They'll tell me, well, you've got to stop. I, I won't help right now. And if you let them, they'll just push right on past you. They don't care. I learned to be just, a, just a real blunt. No. There's a simple way to do it. You say, no. You come to the services when we have deliverances. Well, you say, that's not very loving. Well, it's not very loving of them to want to drive me to the point of, of dropping in my tracks either. Is it? And usually that selfishness and that pride that makes them want to dictate the thing will also keep them from getting deliverance anyway. Listen, desperate people will say, I don't care how, when, where, could you help me some way? And the people who come in, they say, can you pray with me? I said, no, but we've got some other workers. Fine, I don't care, just as long as I get help. Now, they get help because they want it. But those that say, well, I came all this distance and I got sure you'd pray with me. I said, well, I don't know why you thought that. I told you on the phone I probably wouldn't. Well, I don't see why not. I said, because I'm only here just a few hours a week and I've got church members I've got to see. I said, you realize I have a church that puts up with me being gone all the time? And I said, it'd be different if there was nobody to help you here, but there's people to help you here. If you want help, you'll take it wherever you can get it. Amen? But friends, binding and loosing is something you can do. You can do it at home. You can do it as you ride along. And as you exercise your spiritual muscles, you'll be surprised. Get your strong concordance out. Look up the word spirit. You'll get you started on the spirits of God. Not ending, but that'll give you a start. If you've got the red book, Conquering the Host of Hell, it's got a list of about 50 of the good ones I found. Of course, I've got a bunch of smart alecks in my church. Um, I always run up to me with a scripture and say, Pastor, you've probably seen this scripture, but... Here they give me a real choice when you know, and I think, shut up, I would have thought of that. I'm the pastor. I'm supposed to be giving out all that neat stuff. It's terrible how smart Alex in your congregation. And right after I preached on the spirits of God, you know, I was really excited about it. And I, I really told my people, and they were busy writing notes. And, and so the following Sunday morning, we were in deliverance, and they happened to be on the front pews up there, and I heard a demon squall out over here, No! I won't come out. Well, that's nothing unusual. And pay too much attention. Then, but about five minutes later, he said, Oh, no! Now, why did you have to do that? Now I'm going to have to come out. Well, I'm always interested in something that breaks the back of one that sounds like it's going to stay a while. So as soon as I get loose, I went over and I said, Son, what'd you do that thing make it do that? Well, he had a great big old Bible. And he looked up at me and grinned like a goat eating briars. <laughs> and he flipped that great big old Bible open. And he said, Well, Pastor, said after you preached on... Spirit of God, I went home and got my strong concordance down, and I wrote down all the references to the spirits of God. I felt like telling him, shut up. I was going to tell everybody to do that. <laughs> and he said, and then, then I, loosed, uh, said I went down the list when that thing wouldn't come out, and I said, uh, I loosed the spirits of burning, destruction, and judgment on him. Now, when I picked out the list, I picked all the nice ones. I never thought about those. But I would have thought of it now. I don't want you to understand it's nice to have some smart alecks around that have got their nose in the book and their ear to the, what the Spirit is saying. And you can be like that. Did you know that? There's nothing so complicated that it can't be unwound. There's no demon so strong he cannot be worn down by binding and loosing. How often do you do it? Do it every day. You say, well, can't I just do it once a week? You can try. I'd do it every day if I really meant business, though. I think of it like a spider web. Wrapping him. Wrapping him. Wrapping him. At first... Oh, oh, I do have to, and I'll honestly warn you about this. If you hit right on target, things will immediately get worse. Thanks a lot, huh? (laughs) 
You know, they said, sure up, the worst is just come out, cheered up, and sure enough, here it came. Uh, no, if you're right on target, see, things will get worse. That's for a very good reason. If you had a wash nest out here in the eaves, and you got a pole out here and was going up there trying to poke that pole, if you bang that pole three or four foot away from that nest, a few of those balls are going, you know, then they go back up on the nest. But if you whop that thing dead center right on that nest, every wash in that nest is coming after you. I mean, you're going to have to drop the pole and run because they'll be right in behind you. You say, how do you know? None of your business. But they will. They'll be right after you. So I have to tell you, when you really whop it dead center, you're going to think that the whole thing blew up in your face. And you'll think, oh, my lands, this is worse than it ever was. Well, that just means you've really stirred them up. Now, buckle down hard and hang in there and keep binding and keep binding and keep binding. That's encouragement because we so said that's a strange kind of encouragement. Yes, it is, but it is. it does mean that you're on target. And if you'll stay with it, you'll win. Amen. You'll win. And you can send those angels out to pull them in. And the fruit will be so sweet and wonderful, you'll forget all the trials you went through to get it. Amen? Praise the Lord. Now, if you're here tonight, and you're driven, you're harassed, you're tormented, and this is producing compulsive behavior, which slows down, stops, or reverses your spiritual growth and progress, this is one of the ways demons betray their presence. And we encourage you to seek help and deliverance. I'm going to be praying with people for a while. But please don't 50 people line up because I promise you I'm not going to pray for 50 people. I know from experience I'm going to be pooped out before I get that far. And uh, I'll pray for whoever I can. And if I've prayed for you before, please don't come back and ask to pray again because there's so many who have asked for prayer who haven't had any prayer. So let's, let's be, don't be selfish. I know you all want prayer if you think you need help. But there are other workers around here who can help you. I've got three guys from Hagwish here, and there's other workers here, Glenn and Irma here, and they know all the workers around here. I don't even know all the workers that are here, but there's a lot of them. Give a worker a chance to help you if you need help. Okay? Could you say, Praise the Lord? Praise the Lord! Can you say it in Hebrew? Yeah, praise the Lord. Well, you're dismissed, and we're going to start praying with people. Uh, if you'll make your way toward the front here, we'll try to get workers out. Glenn's up here toward the Yes. Oh, you want me to call him out? Oh, all right. Excuse me. He wants me to call the demons out. You haven't got any to lose, have you? Let's see if i got a list here. Well, we just stir them up a little bit and see what's got here. If I can find my list. You'd think I'd have that thing memorized by now. Satan, in the name of Jesus Christ, we take authority over all the spirits here. We call for the warring angels to circle this place and to seal it off. And we bind all the free spirits that are in this place. That are not in somebody, we order them bound and taken away to where Jesus sends them. And in the name of Jesus Christ, every wicked spirit in the people, I take authority over you from the third heaven. We bind you, take authority over you, and command you that when I call your name or your family name, that you come out of the people. They've come here seeking help and freedom. And in the name of Jesus Christ, I'm coming against you and ordering you to leave the people now. Every spirit of wrath, anger, Temper, contention, fighting, murder, destruction, vandalism, malice, envy, resentment, bitterness, jealousy, pride, hysteria, fits, convulsions, spirit of a broken heart, wounded spirit, deep hurt, unforgiveness, revenge, vengeance, seething anger, rage, 
schizophrenia and paranoia. Come out of the people right now. Breathe them out hard, people. Let them go. Come out of there. Come on. Move. Come on. Move. Move in Jesus' name. Move out in Jesus' name. Come on. Move in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on. Get moving. Keep moving in Jesus' name. Keep moving. Every spirit of the occult, the Ouija board, sorcery, witchcraft control, witchcraft of all kinds, water witching, magic, voodoo, divination, fortune telling, spirits from the psychic, automatic handwriting, handwriting analysis, tea leaves, coffee grounds, Crystal balls, tarot cards, palm reading, astrology, horoscopes, all kinds of divination. Come out of the people now in Jesus' name. Come out of them now. Breathe them out, people. All the witchcraft and the occult spirits. Come out. Move. Come on, witchcraft. Front and center. Move out. We break the curse of Jezebel. Back to ten generations on both sides of the family. Come out of the people now in Jesus' name. Come out of them now in Jesus' name. Spirit of Eastern religions, Hinduism, Taoism. Confucianism, I Ching, Hare Krishna, Zen, PSI, Jehovah's Witnesses, Christian Science, Mormons, Rosicrucians, Theophysy, Unity, Metaphysics of all kinds, Scientology, Biorhythm, Biofeedback, Yoga, Karate, and the Martial Arts, Acupuncture, Freemason, Eastern Star, Pierced Ears, Tattoos, Charms, Enchantments, Potions, Spells, Dungeons and Dragons, Psychic Readings, Reincarnation, Spirits from Pyramids, Spirits of Clairaudience and Clairvoyance, Mental Science, False Visions, uh, Superstitions, Amulets, Talisman, Satanism, Karma, Hex Signs, and all kinds of false gifts, false tongues, false prophecy, false interpretation of tongues. All those spirits. Come out of the people now. Breathe them out, people, hard. Breathe them out. Slow and deep. Let them go. Come out of there. Come on, move. Come out in Jesus' name. Loose them right now in Jesus' name. Loose them now. Come on. Come out of there. Keep moving in Jesus' name. Keep moving in Jesus' name. Come on. Move out in Jesus' name. Laziness, self-hate, self-deception, impatience, pride, irritation, ambition, loneliness, despair, hopelessness, suicide, death, confusion, rejection, depression, misery, torment, torture, doubt, unbelief, greediness, covetousness, Guilt, shame, condemnation, and evil heart of unbelief. Come out of the people. Come on, breathe them out, people. Let them go. Breathe them out hard. Come on. Come out of there. Hurry. Move in Jesus' name. Move in Jesus' name. Keep moving. Come on. All spirits of fear and the torment that goes with fear. Fear of giving and receiving love freely. Fear of death. Fear of the future. Fear of pain. Fear of falling. Fear of darkness. Fear of dogs. Fear of cats. Fear of insects. Fear of crowds. Fear of heights. Fear of water. Fear of drowning. Fear of close places. Fear of nightmares, fear of the demons, fear of Satan, fear of storms, fear of the loss of salvation, fear of purgatory, fear of hell, all kinds of fears. Come out. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and sound mind. Come out of the people right now. In Jesus' name, loose them and let them go. Spirits of profanity, blasphemy, filthy conversation, lying, gossip, slander, whining, complaining, self-pity, criticism, mockery, foolishness, ridicule, and perversity. Come out of the people. Come on, breathe them out hard, people. Profanity, blasphemy, and filthy conversation. Come out of the voice box. Right now, come on. All that filthy talking. Come out of there. Come out of there in Jesus' name. Come on, move, move, move. Loose them. Come out of there. Gossip, slander. Come on, whining, complaining. Let's go. Out in the name of Jesus. Come on, out. Out in the name of Jesus Christ. I break the curse of the automatic failure mechanism. Working in families, back to ten generations on both sides of the family. 
I break those curses in Jesus' name that cause people to constantly fail in everything they try. I break the curses and I command the spirits of poverty, discouragement, failure, worthlessness, and rejection that comes from that. Come out now in Jesus' name. Come on. Let the people go. Breathe them out, people. Come on out of there. Hurry up. Move in Jesus' name. Breathe. Slow and deep, people. Let them go. Just breathe out slow and deep. Let them go. Come out of there. Come on out. Move in Jesus' name. All spirits of addiction rooted in rejection. Spirits of gluttony, overeating, binging, addiction and craving for food. Come out now in Jesus' name. Come on. We cut you loose from rejection. Addiction and craving for and bondage to nicotine. And all of the allergies related to nicotine. Come out now in Jesus' name. Come out now in Jesus' name. Addiction and craving for and bondage to alcohol. Come out of there now in Jesus' name. All spirits of wine drinking, mockery, strong drink, rage, stupidity, and deception that comes from drinking. Come out in Jesus' name. Come on. All the spirits of alcohol. Come on. Out in the name of Jesus. Addiction and craving for and bondage to drugs of all kinds. Marijuana, acid, speed, THC, TPC, mescaline. Angel dust, cocaine, heroin, valium, diet pills, amphetamines, barbiturates, and tranquilizers. Come on. Come out of there. Come on. Barbiturates and tranquilizers. Come on. Leave the people. Loose them and let them go. Loose them and let them go. Come out now. Spirits of lust. I break the curses of lust back to ten generations on both sides of the family. All the spirits that came through the eyes, through the ears, through participation, inheritance, or transfer. Come out of there now. Masturbation, guilt, shame, condemnation. I come against pornography, homosexuality, lesbianism, and sex perversion of all kinds, including oral sex, anal sex, sex with animals, sadism, masochism, incest, rape, fornication, adultery, immorality. Come out now in Jesus' name. Come out now in Jesus' name. Seduction, prostitution. Come out now in Jesus' name. Hurry up. Move in Jesus' name. Come on out in Jesus' name. Spirits of harlotry, occult sex, uncleanness, Filthy dreams, filthy conversation, sexual fantasies, frigidity, impotence, cruelty, incubi, succubi, lasciviousness, lewdness, nudity, promiscuity, and flirting. Come out now in Jesus' name. Come out of the sex organs. Come out of the lips, the tongue, the taste buds, and out of the throat. Come on. Move. Come out of the mind in Jesus' name. Loose the people and let them go. Loose them and let them go. Come on. Move in Jesus' name. Loose them in Jesus' name. I break all the curses of eating blood. In Jesus' name, the curses of eating blood, all the spirits of blood eating, come out now in Jesus' name. Come out now in Jesus' name. Breathe them out, people. Come on out of there. Come on out in Jesus' name. I break all curses of infirmity, sickness, weakness, back to ten generations on both sides of the family, and especially come against the infirmity and sickness spirits from the Catholic Church. In the name of Jesus Christ, deformity, infirmity, sickness, pain, Arthritis, swelling, infection, cancer, ulcer, tumor, cyst. Come out now in Jesus' name. Breathe them out, people. Breathe them out hard. Let them go. Three or four slow, deep breaths. Move. Come out of there. I break the curse of allergies on the people. Even back to ten generations on both sides of the family. All the spirits of allergy that are in the sinuses, in the bronchial tubes, in the lungs, in the breathing passages, asthma, hay fever, and sensitivity to dust in the air, and pollen and food substances, all the allergies that are in the bone marrow and the bloodstream. Come out. Come out now in Jesus' name. We break those curses and command you to leave now. Come on. Come out of the people now. Come out now in Jesus' name.
Come out now in Jesus' name. Spirits of hemorrhoids, muscle spasms, cramps, drowning, asphyxiation, choking, smothering, fainting, suffering, swelling, fits, convulsions, and epilepsy. Come out now in Jesus' name. Move. Breathe them out, people. Let them go. Come on. Come on out of there. Epilepsy and fits and convulsions. Come out. Heart failure, heart attack, heart disease, and the fear of all of these. All the spirits in the valves and the nerves of the heart, in the muscles of the heart. Come out. Come out in Jesus' name. Wicked spirits in the blood vessels, in the arteries and the veins. Come out. Hypoglycemia. High blood pressure and low blood pressure. Come out in Jesus' name. Loose the people and let them go. Psoriasis, eczema, acne, warts, moles, ugliness, bone breaker, back breaker, traumatic shock, and paralysis. Come out of the people now. Come out of the people now in Jesus' name. Cataract, glaucoma, astigmatism, blindness, and all kinds of eye trouble. Come out of the people now in Jesus' name. Move. Let them go free. Deafness, hard of hearing, vertigo, and all kinds of trouble related to the ears and hearing. Come out now in Jesus' name. Come out now in Jesus' name. Come on, move. Come out. Come out in Jesus' name. I come against religious spirits. Legalism, externalism, hypocrisy, religious bondage, religious slavery, religious heresy, religious murder, lust and ambition for recognition, another Jesus. I come against uh, ambition for position, religious position. I come against uh, ambition for religious power, self-serving religious spirits, selfishness, greed, no love, no compassion, theft, cheating, pretense. False oaths, blockages, rigid theology, obstructionism, hatred of the truth. Come out of the people now in Jesus' name. I come against the Babylonian spirit. Break the curses of the Catholic Church and all the sacraments. Come against Catholic baptism. Come against prayer of the saints. One true church, one holy priesthood. Spirits from the Mass. Spirits from the Holy Eucharist. Spirits from adoration of the host. Spirits from the incense. Spirits from the sorrowful mysteries of the rosary, joyful mysteries of the rosary, glorious mysteries of the rosary, the immaculate conception of Mary, Holy Mother Church, authority of the Pope, infallibility of the Pope, fear of the priests, fear of the nuns, confessional, holy water, sacred heart of Jesus, sacred heart of Mary, holy family, stations of the cross, rosary, crucifix, candles, blessing of the throat, St. Blaise, St. Joseph, St. Christopher, St. Teresa, St. Anne, St. Elizabeth, St. Jude, Miracle Mary. Come out now in Jesus' name. Come out of them now in Jesus' name. Religious medals, benediction, extreme unction, confirmation, religious hatred, guilt, condemnation, unworthiness, good works, religious mind control, holy orders, human bone relics in the altars, genuflecting, feast days of the saints, votive candles, witchcraft control, poverty, religious medals, Sacrifice of the Mass, Infant of Prague, Worship and Veneration of Mary, Mariolatry and Mariology, May Altars in Honor of Mary, Immaculate Conception of Mary, Our Lady of Lourdes, Our Lady of Mercedes, Our Lady of Fatima, Our Lady of Guadalupe, Our Lady of the Snows, Mary Queen of Heaven, Mary Queen of Martyrs, Queen of Peace, Queen of Heaven, Mary Star of the Sea, Immaculate Heart of Mary, Novena, Scapular, Spiritual Blindness, Deafness, Spiritual adultery, ashes from Ash Wednesday, spirits of agony and ecstasy. Come out of the people now in Jesus' name. All the Babylonian spirits. 
murder and abortion. Abortion and murder in Jesus' name. Come out of the people now. Abortion, murder, and miscarriage. Come out now in Jesus' name. Come on. Come out now in Jesus' name. Move in the name of Jesus Christ. Keep moving. This is the end of this message. Our website is www.lakehamiltonbiblecamp.com. There are many free audio files there. It's like going to Bible school at home. Thank you.